What's up, everybody? You are about to listen to a free 15-minute preview of this week's bonus podcast, Top Rope Nation Extra. Did you know that we do two podcasts per week? That's right. You get our normal flagship podcast every single Friday morning, but we're doing a second show for Patreon supporters. The only way to hear these shows each and every week in full is by becoming a supporter of ours on Patreon. The link is right here in the podcast description. These are real, loose, free-flowing shows that we have a lot of fun with each and every week. And like I said, the only way you can hear it is by supporting us on Patreon. So if you enjoy the normal, free, weekly show we have been doing since 2016, you're going to love Top Rope Nation Extra. Take a listen here to the free teaser. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear the full show and hear this thing every single week, sign up to support us on Patreon. Click the link in the podcast description when you get to the end of this broadcast. on everybody another edition of top rope nation extra the patreon weekly bonus show recorded here live on the spotify green room app i'm ryan drosty joined tonight by kyle ross and we had to do this weekly bonus show yet this week we were debating which AEW show actually earlier today debating which AEW show we were going to cover on extra this week and then turns out wwe gave us a little bit of a curveball and something else to talk about not exactly the happiest of topics but a ton to discuss as wwe released several superstars including many big names just hours after a quarterly business call where uh they announced a lot of revenue kyle uh welcome to the show and uh your initial reaction shocked that they released people they do this every quarter after the investors call i was anticipating releases this is a rinse repeat situation of course does not make it any better for those released and as always we extend um you know our condolences and best wishes to everyone um that did lose their job today and hope they get um you know a new place of employment as soon as possible I think some of the names on the list were a little surprising. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I fully anticipate they're going to cut people. We, we, I feel we talk about this every quarter. What's the, you know, they want to show record profits. What's the easiest way to, you know, cut costs, cut labor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the names here, you know, when the, when they started coming out, I wasn't all that surprised with the first names that we saw, but they saved the big names for the end. And once some of those big names started coming towards the end, I mean, obviously a lot of people pretty, pretty shocked at, you know, Keith Lee is, is the big one everybody's talking about, but Karrion Cross as well, uh, Scarlett Bordeaux, Nia Jax, um, that was actually the most yes. shocking to me. Yeah, Nia Jax really shocked me, just you know, given the family history and everything. So that one was pretty shocking as well. And we get in all the names and everything and get everybody's opinion that's listening live right now. We are going to be taking callers here 
in uh, just a few minutes getting your thoughts as well because I want to see what everybody is talking about and what you think about you know future direction for some of these names. There's been quite the discussion going on in our Facebook Pro Wrestling Discussion Group, Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Discussion. Everyone listening can join that. Um, pretty active thread. So yeah, we knew we, we had to jump on tonight and talk about this, you know, while it was in the news and it's a hot topic, obviously. So, uh, should we just go through the list and then kind of get into it, Kyle? Yeah. If you okay. want to give all the list, sure. Yeah. So we got Scarlett Bordeaux, who I mentioned, we got Frankie Monet, better known as Taya, Valky- Taya Valkyrie. We've got Ember Moon. We've got Oni Lorcan, B-Fab, Jesse Camilla. Zeta Ramier, Trey Baxter, Lince Dorado, Grand Metalik, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Keith Lee, Eva Marie, Nia Jax, Mia Yim, and Harry Smith. Some of these names just signed contracts, Kyle. Yeah. You know, no one on this list was being used well in WWE currently. That's the one thing that I think everyone would agree on. We said yeah. Nia Jax was a surprise. She's really the only one on the list that had anything that you could possibly call success on the main roster, right? Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. it really is success. She's been actually on the main roster for an extended period of time and has been put in, I guess, what you might be able to argue as a meaningful position, right? I mean, she's been in title matches on pay-per-view. Uh, the other surprises, kind of building off what you just said at the end there, were people who just came back, like Eva Marie and Harry Smith. We hardly knew ye. I mean, Harry <laughs> yeah. just re-signed in July of 2021 when people on Earth podcast <laughs> after Armageddon were recording in November of 2021, people. Did I say 2001? I, I also, apologize. I meant 2021, obviously. Um, also, real quick, I, I mentioned his name at the top, and then I was like, did I say his name? Karrion Cross was was also him and Scarlett got released. I'm, I'm reading these names off of an article on Fightful, and for some reason they didn't list Karrion in the list. But, yeah, Karrion Cross um, was also on that list. But, yeah, I mean, to your point, a lot of these were big flops on the main roster. Several of them had a lot of success in NXT. And, I mean, I put this out on Twitter earlier today that, Almost all of these names that were misused on the main roster, it was very obvious right from the start they were misusing them. And it was obvious what the errors were that they were doing with them. You know, we joked about the Bearcat Keith Lee thing. Just on the show we recorded earlier this week, we couldn't even remember what Brandy was on <laughs> for a second. You know, like this is a talent like Keith Lee, who I assume is is the one name of all of these that's going to be the instant signing by AEW. And, you know, there's a lot of money in his future. They, they should have been able to do a whole heck of a lot more with this guy than they did. Well, the problem with Keith Lee is, and I think we specifically mentioned this on that last show we recorded, because we were talking about folks possibly moving from AEW to WWE, right? That was a mailbag question we had. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I brought up how people would probably throw out the name Brian Cage But then I cited Keith Lee as an example why you should pump the brakes on Brian Cage because WWE doesn't want their big men working and doing the indie style, right? They they, they didn't like the Keith Lee of the indies. They wanted him to be like Mark Henry or King Kong Bundy. (laughs) Jesus. And that's what they thought. That's, I mean, at least when it came to main roster time, that's what they thought. That was the knock on him from the start, even in NXT. 
I think there was some hand-wringing between him and management about how he was going to work. Now, he's right. They're wrong. I want to get that out of the way, you know, right right off the rip, okay? I, if you're going to sign someone based on what they've done, you should allow them to continue to, you know, do that special and unique stuff that's why you signed them in the first place. Don't just mold them into your own vision and get rid of what's special and unique. That's dumb. It's funny you mentioned Triple H too, Ryan, because every, at least the last several round of cuts, everyone has generally had one thing in common. They are people that were more loyal to Triple H than Vince McMahon, most likely. And I'm staring at Twitter.com yeah. right now on my screen as we do this podcast. Trending. Triple H. Wrestling fans think of Triple H. <laughs> Vice President of Global Talent Strategy and Development after the WWE announces they are releasing a number of stars, many of whom Triple H champion. <laughs> Crazy. Who could have guessed? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the thing. I mean, it's it, what an odd promotion. We just ranted at length that there are no fresh matchups on either Raw or SmackDown at the top of the card. Mm-hmm. And the, the, despite being just weeks removed from a draft, which is supposed to re, refresh the rosters, keep that in mind, folks. And when it comes to cutting people, the people that are cut are people that really were never even given a fair shake. Yeah, that's very bizarre to me. I mean, look at Karrion Cross and Scarlett. I mean, not that I'm the biggest Karrion Cross fan, but the guy, the two, the two of them together had a good act in NXT. And you would think coming up to the main roster, this translates perfectly to what WWE presents with the entrance, the look, everything. And then nonsensically, you know, they break them up. And every single wrestling fan at the time was like, why would you do this? This is the stupidest thing ever. They gave him that dopey new look. And look at this. Here we are. Both of them get released. Who could have ever imagined that that was a bad idea and he wouldn't take off? Can I say something here? I'm going to share some stuff for the listeners. They're really going to like this. Have I told you privately about the conversation I had about Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Um, I don't believe okay. so. Okay, well then this is going to be new to you too. All right. So I talked to somebody in the know, okay, a few months ago. This was right mm-hmm. after the, the debacle with Jeff Hardy where everyone was going crazy that Karrion Cross lost his first match. Yeah. And I go, I'm like, oh, so I guess Karrion Cross is going to be the next Mark Marrow. And this person looks at me and goes, what do you mean by that? I'm like, oh, well, okay, you're, it, it's going to be this thing where, you know, he kind of doesn't have his way. Then the manager comes up and the manager is the star of the act like Sable was with Mark Mara. That's not exactly how they brought Mark Mara in, obviously. But, you know, my line of thinking was, you know, the female valet was the star of the act and the actual wrestler was secondary, right? Do you know what that person said to me next? You don't because you weren't there. (laughs) I do not. But I'm going to tell you. They said, what? Vince hates Scarlet. And I said, okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
that's shocking. She checks all the boxes for Vince. I, and, and when we talk about we don't understand what that man wants, that man meaning Vince, that's like ex- Exhibit A. Because you're yeah. right, like, I was not the biggest Cross fan either. I had concerns. I think we all did, if you go back in the archives and listen about, okay, they're presenting him in this way in NXT, but he is not going to be presented in this kind of dominant fashion when he moves up to Raw or SmackDown, and then what happens? Well, we saw what happened. But still, like, when you looked at the presentation, to your earlier point, Ryan, you would think that that was something that Vince would like, but hey, I guess I'm just a jackass. I thought Vince would like EC3. <laughs> and he didn't like yeah. it either because he got like booed in a match versus John Moxley when everyone was sympathetic because Moxley was leaving. He doesn't know what he likes and he doesn't know what 2021 wrestling fans like. And here we are. That's great point. Great point. Yeah. But yeah, Vince Vince was not a fan of that carrying cross Scarlet Act at all down in NXT. So who knows what he likes? <laughs> well, he likes, he likes money. Wilson. He likes he likes money, and the company is projecting based on what they announced at the business call today that they're going to make around three hundred million dollars in profit for the year. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and j- j- hey, hey, pal, it's budget cuts. Come on, man. For, so for the third quarter, they did $255 million in total revenue. Now, that's not profit. That's just revenue. Um, that was up 15% compared to last year's third quarter, largely due to ticketed live events returning. So, yeah, I mean, they, they project then for the full year, they're going to make about $300 million in profit. Budget cuts. Budget cuts, pal. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We can't afford you. <laughs> God. Think of some other contracts they could be cutting. It's just, it's just reprehensible that with some of these names, they just couldn't make money with them. Like Keith Lee is obviously the biggest one. You know, you mentioned Carrion and Scarlet. It's it's an act that should be able to make money in the WWE promotion, no doubt about it. I mean, I don't. You know, there's a difference. It's I don't even think it's so much make money. It's like you didn't even use make them, them interesting. Them yeah, you make them interesting, like, then you make money off of them. Like Oni Lorcan. For instance, is not a guy who you know is going to sell out Madison Square Garden every month, okay? But he's a guy that you could have brought up, and he could have had fun matches and made your stars look better in the process. You know, there's a talent in doing that, and you didn't even do that with him. Like it's almost, <laughs> and I think you said, why did you even sign some of these people? If this there's, is their there's a lot of ways, you know, that a wrestling promotion can make money too. I mean, like, yes, selling tickets, selling uh, subscriptions to the network or Peacock, but also like merchandising. The amount of ways that this company fails today is just remarkable. Like their merchandising is so bad. Like even if they're not using some of these people well on TV.